Hi, everybody. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you are tuning in from. Welcome to today's episode of Power Hour. My apologies for not starting at 2.30 uh, like I typically do, but I'm glad that you're here. I am Latanya Harris-Gooden. Just call me LHG. And I need to do me a favor and go ahead and like, tag, and share. I'm going to invite a few people to today's, I call it a telecast. That's old school church radio TV talk. Old school. Today's telecast is brought to you by Polished on Purpose Paparazzi. Come on in and let me know that you're here as you come in. Good afternoon. It's Monday. So as you know, we always come prepared for our discussions today. Did you bring your calendar? I hope you brought your calendar and I hope you brought your notebook. You may um, jot down a few nuggets. Not that I am the master teacher, but I always ask God to come and visit us. So something is said or done that motivates you to even do better than what you've been doing in certain areas and take care of yourself even better. So good afternoon. We're going to pray. We're talking about work-life balance. Ooh, this may be a layered topic. For some, it's going to be a refresher because I've said some things about this subject uh, pretty much every single power hour. Uh, but the intent of this hour is to give you strategies, tips, hints on how to make your work life, business life uh, more conducive for success. Self-care is important for uh, the business person. Uh, matter of fact, my sister Kayoshanda has a, a a book for uh, CEOs how to handle self care, kind of a journal um, type of a book, and I'll definitely put the information in the comments. I may even find it somewhere and can show it to you. I have all kinds of books, so we're gonna pray. Welcome, please again like, tag, share. I am LHG. I am your host of Power Hour, sixty minutes. Uh, that are designed to help us in the area of our business, corporate business, personal business, entrepreneurism, nine to five, 10 to 10, whatever it is you do, we want to do it in a way that we don't disturb our peace and that we live until our expected end. All right. So father, in the name of Jesus, oh, Oh, how I love you, how I honor you, how I give your name praise and glory. You are an excellent savior. You are a merciful father. Your loving kindness and your tender mercies toward us are amazing. Your grace is absolutely sufficient for everything that we can ever endure. God, I thank you for every person who's going to come through this moment, this hour, be it live or be it replay, you know what they individually stand in need of, God. So see to those things if you don't mind. And God, you said in your word that you'd perfect everything that concerneth me and the people who are a part of this broadcast concern me. Those who are the supporters concern me. So I ask that you perfect whatever it is that they are dealing with and, and tend to those things and heal those areas, whether it be a physical ailment, whether it be a financial difficulty, whether it be mental anguish, whatever it is, Lord, I ask you to heal them in those areas. 
How are we going to be powerful if we are not whole? Heal us in every area of life from physical healing to emotional healing to, to environmental, social, financial, spiritual, leaving no stone unturned. Hear our prayer, oh God, and incline your ear, ear to us and give us peace this afternoon. I thank you for Trailblazers Radio. I thank you for all of the hosts and each platform that is that is a part of this network, this conglomerate. I thank you, God, for opening the doors to even expand Trailblazers Radio into other areas, other markets, on other platforms. Thank you for the doors of opportunity that are swinging open for each of us, Lord God. Thank you for the sponsors that are coming. I thank you for the connections that are divinely being orchestrated, God. Thank you for all of our supporters. I thank you for their sacrifice of time that they use to tend in and tune in, I should say, tune in to our shows. I thank you, Lord, that you're giving us content that is life-changing and that will help us be able to navigate life in a better way in this new season of our lives, in this new year. Thank you for my businesses. Thank you for Published on Purpose, Paparazzi. Thank you for LHG Consulting. God, I thank you for everything that you've given me and that you're launching me out into other territory and you're going to prosper my way. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your healing power, Lord God. So much disease and so much grief and so much pain out here in the world, but your healing power is real for those who want it. Thank you, God, for salvation, for those who don't even know you uh, that will come into right standing with you by believing in their heart that you were raised from the dead, Jesus, and that you were our sacrifice for every sin and for every manner of disease, God. You paid the price for it all. Thank you for the manifestation of your power being present in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Simone. Hey, girl. I'm talking about our conversation today. So come on in here. If you want to come in the room, I'll send you the link. Um, just let me know. I'll be on for about an hour because I got to pick up my baby at five o'clock. And today we're talking about work-life balance. Hey, Sunette. Hey, friends. I love my girls coming on in here. I want to tell you all that I used to wonder if there was even a such thing as work-life balance. And I think it is. Um, okay, let me send you the link right now. Hang on in there, everybody. I'm going to shoot this link to my sisters through Messenger, and we'll get them in here if they are available. Okay. I'm not sure if it's going to allow me to do that. Simone, I don't know what is happening at this moment. Facebook is not cooperating. I don't know why it is doing that. Let me try this a different way. Let's try through Gmail. As you are coming in, thank you for your patience. Uh, I am sending the link to my sisters. Simone, you got to give me your email again. I know I used to have it. Um, but that might be the only way that I can get you in here. So Simone, put your email in my text messages. Um, 
It is possible, Sinet, but sometimes it can be a little difficult. I agree with that. I agree. Simone, text me your email address so I can send you this link. Because I don't know why it's not allowing me to do it through Messenger today. Um, I'm not really sure why it's doing that. Not really sure. But if you can send me your send me your email on my text, I will get this link to you, Simone, and try to bring you. I don't know who's calling me on my phone. It is power hour. I am online. I am online. I don't know. Y'all love using these messenger calls. If I don't know you that well, I may not answer through messenger. I'm just, I'm not trying to be rude, but I don't really do messenger chat like that. I really don't. I really don't. Um, let me let this person know I am online. I don't know why they're calling me. I don't. Thank y'all for your patience. Thank you so much for your patience today. Let me get everybody in here that needs to be in the room. Okay, Simone, you send me an email address. Okay, good. Let me go grab it and then I'll get this. Okay, I see it, Simone. Y'all bear with me. I got to get my sister in here. Sorry for the, the wait today. All right, there we go. I got it. It's sent, Simone. The, the link has been sent. Link has been sent. Okay, so a part of work-life balance, what is work-life balance? Let's, let's start with the, with the practical definition. It's how you balance out the amount of time and energy that you put into your job uh, versus your personal life. Um, and many of us have had jobs or have jobs that can be somewhat stressful, that take up a lot of your time. And even outside of your work hours, you're still thinking about work. You're still doing stuff for work. You're still taking stuff home pertaining to work. And that was my life for many years. I felt that there was not enough time in a day. But guess what? That's a lie. There is enough time in the day. Now you have to convince your executive team or your bosses, your supervisors and managers, that you are not a machine. But the issue is this. Many of us teach people that we are invincible. Why? Because you accept every project. You volunteer for everything. Uh, you're always the one that has your hand up. That was me. I felt that I was supposed to do that, that I had to prove myself to leadership to show that I could do it. But guess what? It taught them that I was invincible and I'm not, I'm a human being. I was coming in early and I was staying late, coming in in the dark and leaving in the dark. And what does that do to your body? What does that do to your mind, to your family time, to your self-care time? You are only one person and your management team needs to know that you're only one person, not a machine. A lot of companies are now doing... Um, they're outsourcing work to robots now uh, because robots can now, well, artificial intelligence, you want to call it AI. They're now going in and doing the work of people. But guess what? I'm not a robot. I can't process 10,000 things at once. I am one person. So a lot of what we deal with in terms of our stress level, we created a monster 
by always making it normal that you're working 10, 12, 14 hours a day, all right, that you're always the one volunteering, you're always the one taking on everything for everyone. It's just like the person in your family who does everything for everyone. They're tired. They're tired. Simone, you ready to come on in here? Let me get my girl. There she is. Hey, sister girl. Hey, guys. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you for coming in here, Simone. We are um, talking about work-life balance. I got an echo. Simone, is that you? Uh, hello? I'm getting an echo. I don't, I don't know why. Okay. It's gone. I think it's gone. Um, You and I had a very good conversation conversation today. Elder Rhonda C. Williams, my sister, is in the house. I'm still basking in the wonderful time that we had on Saturday, sister. Thank you so much for being here. Simone and I had a great discussion this morning. I've been checking on her. Um, on Monday is going to be our day because we make sure that she has her calendar, which she has. We talk about calendars every power hour. Yes, we do. You still basking too, Elder? Ooh, the Lord move. He move. Get but your we, calendars, we guys. Say it again, Simone. You got kind of a lag. Get your calendars. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Elder says she is still on cloud 100. Me too. It was a beautiful time, Elder Rhonda. Um, when we get our calendars, I think the first step in work-life balance is recognizing the necessity of time management. And we have to take our power back and make sure that we are setting up our week and we are setting up our day as opposed to allowing others to do that. We're adults in here. Um, so if you are an adult and you are working in any industry, uh, you should have a calendar one for personal, one for work. But this is kind of a personal calendar, but you can put work in here. But this is how you at least set your week up for success. And Simona and I were talking about schedules. And when it comes to working, many of you are working in different, um, different jobs where they're not giving you your schedule until the week of. And I don't like that. Elder Rhonda says time management is extremely important. Elder, listen, I had to determine that I was going to get in the driver's seat of my day and take control. Hello, my sister Nicole Holmes, sweet Holmes. Thank y'all for coming through here this afternoon. You have to determine that you are going to be in the driver's seat of setting up your week. Because if you don't, other people will insert themselves and, and, and set up meetings. Who sets up meetings at seven o'clock in the morning? I was going to work. Like, why do you have me scheduled for a meeting at seven and my start time is eight? Or my start time is 7.30. So you're telling me without asking me that I got to be here an hour early. Are you going to pay me more? No. So that Friday night, that Friday evening, y'all, before you leave for work that Friday, your final business day, maybe you have a kind of schedule where you don't work on Friday. Well, whatever your last work day is for that previous week, take a good hour, your last hour of that work week and say, let me look at what my schedule is for the following week. You don't want to get caught off guard Monday morning 
and say, oh, I was supposed to be here for a meeting. Some meetings you can you can have rescheduled and some meetings are so important on a level of management that they're not going to change the time for you. So you may have to tell them, OK, so since you put me in a meeting at seven, I'm leaving at three thirty. Huh? Come on. Since you put me since you since you did it, madam or or or, or Mr. Supervisor. Since you decided to make it a 7 a.m. morning intercessory prayer time meeting, then eight hours from seven with a good lunch is about 3 34 o'clock. So don't think I'm gonna come in for an early meeting and then stay late for you. No, I want you to let no be a blessing to you this season. No. Yes, ma'am. You got a question, Simone? Can everybody hear me is my question. That's a good question. And yes, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> um, also, what she said, <laughs> seven o'clock. Absolutely yes, not. Listen, people don't even get out of bed at seven. Okay. Especially yes. our culture. Yes. We don't get up. If we ain't got the work, we ain't getting up out of the bed till like 12 noon. Unless that's your specific shift. <laughs> now, some companies, they have flexible shifts. So if my start time is seven and you put me in a meeting at seven, I can work with that. I will be there anyway. But yes. I still need to know, what if you left work Friday and didn't realize you had a, a, a meeting at the top of your schedule on Monday that you had to be prepared for? You have nothing prepared. You got to take control. The first step in work-life balance is knowing what's on your schedule. Elder Rhonda says, right. We ain't working for free at nobody company. The devil is a liar and a deceiver too. So we're going to have to figure out ways to let people know where our boundaries are. So what you could do if you work eight to five, you don't accept any meetings before eight o'clock. Decline them. Decline, I won't be in the office. Okay. Now you may say, well, LHG, I can get fired for that. So you, again, you talk to your boss. If you want me here at seven, I'm leaving at three 30. I'm leaving at four. If you want to move my schedule for that day, then come and talk to me. Don't just put me and insert me in stuff. Come on, Rachelle, a boundary conversation. Yes. I need us to not be afraid of that. Sinet, send me your email. It's not letting me send the link through the normal way, through Messenger. But if you can send me or put your email address in the chat, I'll email you the link right now. Right now. Rachelle, welcome. Thank you for being here. This is my, my sister slash honorary work daughter. <laughs> I love her. She's family to me. She says, what about those that work with global teams and being flexible? I find that if I am flexible, people will be, okay, good question. Because if you're dealing with global networks and people are in different time zones, you may have to flex. If I'm Eastern Standard Time, but the team that I'm on, um, I have some Central Time, some Mountain Time, then there's a conversation that needs to happen that says, what's a good time that will fit everybody and not be an inconvenience? But I agree with you. There does need to be some level of flexibility, especially if you are in leadership, you kind of have to. But 
if you want me to be at work at 7 a.m., I believe it's not unreasonable, Rachel, to be leaving out that office or logging off by four. If I got to be here and be flexible for an early meeting, to me, that work-life balance says, well, then I'm going to work my eight hours according to that earlier schedule. But what I was doing, I was coming in early and still leaving, coming in at 7 and leaving at 7 p.m. It was burning me out rapidly, Rachel. So I do agree. And thank you for bringing up the word flexibility. Because while we are in a, a time of working from home, there are workers all over the street or even the world working for one company. So your, your team... I could have a team member in Minnesota, a team member in New York, a team member in Detroit, a team member in California. So we have to come to an agreement of what time we're going to meet. Yes, burnout is real. Simone, you had a question or comment? I want to say um, a little backstory while we did this. She called me this morning and like she said, she, you know, she routinely checks on me and I do the same for her. We both, you know, keep each other make sure each other's okay, which is a good thing in a friendship. So by the way, um, we need another friendship podcast. Anyway, okay, yes, anyway, um, so yeah, she called me this morning and I was just telling her how I don't get my work schedule until Monday. So, and it's like, okay, the only thing I know about my week is I just have school and I go to school at night. So therefore, I wouldn't really know my work schedule during, I know my work schedule in my head, I know it, but the thing is, if I had something coming up, I don't understand why I can't just have my work schedule, why I have to wait till Monday. Like, I know in the back of my head, I'm always working 11 to 4, I know that, no problem, but the problem is, when if something were to come up, like a family emergency or something, why can't I already have my schedule? Why do I have to wait and call and, you know, ask for my schedule. So my question for you, Simone, is, is your schedule the same every week? Yeah. Now, Monday, I'm off Monday and Tuesday normally, but this Tuesday I'm working, so I'm working tomorrow. Okay. Um, and Wednesday through Sunday, Wednesday through su Wednesday through Friday, mm -hmm. Wednesday is 11 to 4, Thursday is 11 to 4, Friday is 3 to 7. Mm -hmm. Saturday kind of varies. But definitely that's, that's where I want to get at. If there's ever any variation in your schedule and it's not going to be the same every single week, if you're not a person who works nine to five, Monday to Friday, that's it. You mm -hmm. need your schedule the prior week. Yeah. yeah. At least by Thursday, Friday, it should be saying to you, hi, Simone, here's what we need. Because right. some jobs, they, they base the schedule on business need. And right. if that's the case, I'll be flexible, but right. at least give me some advance notice. I do right. have a life. Right. And I think that as employees, it's not unreasonable to ask a manager, mm -hmm. can you get me my schedule by Thursday or Friday evening of the previous week so I can plan? You are in school. Mm -hmm. You have life. You have ministry. You have yourself. Some people have children. Yeah. And, and other things going on. So that schedule is how, okay, you don't have an email address you can send me, Sinet, because I can't send it through Facebook. I want to get you this link. Yeah, so. And I don't even it, have your email. It's crazy. Like she said, like, I have to know these things so that I can prepare my week 
So what if I have a doctor's yes. assignment or if I have, you know, yes. a family trip we planning to go somewhere, I need to yes. know what days I can take off and what days they need me. So therefore I need yes. my schedule for the previous week. Absolutely. Because right I, now I'm having to call ask you that. Yeah. Right, right now I'm having to call into my job and say, Hey, can I have my yes. schedule? Oh, we don't have it ready yet. Oh, okay. Well, Mm-mm. so now so what is my I- thing though? If they don't have it ready, does that mean you should you should stay at home? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you can't tell me when to come in, yeah. that's like don't come in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have to I have. Called, I just called not too long ago, and they told me my schedule for tomorrow, and I was like, oh, okay, I already knew that. So I was like, okay, okay. what's the rest of my schedule? He was like, oh, well, it's not ready. Yet. I was like, seriously. Come on, wow. you have, you've had all day, and I know it gets busy, it gets crazy, Piccadilly it gets crazy some points, and I understand that, but you have all day to sit down and write out a schedule. And it's not that difficult to do. If you're in leadership, let's, let's talk about this for a minute. If you are in leadership, Sunette, check your um, messenger, I sent it. And it is, it is unprofessional in my opinion, Rachel. It is unprofessional, in my opinion. It's not fair to her because why are why am I chasing you to give me something that I need to show up and work for you? I'm asking for this so I can be to work on time, be punctual, prepared to do my shift. I got to keep calling you, calling you, calling you, saying when do I come in, when I come in. First of all, that creates anxiety. Let's start there. Here's my girl. I got that echo again. Hey, Sinead. What up, y'all? Hey, Sinead. Hey. I'm addressing. What up, baby sis? What up? How are you? I love my girl. I'm sorry. I got to catch up with Simone. I don't get to see her much out here unless I catch on the podcast. This is our family, guys. This is our sisterhood. But to Rachelle's point, because Rachelle is a professional and a leader, mm-hmm. um, it is unprofessional because if you are a leader, yeah, your job, but part of your job description in management Come on. is to create schedules to manage an operation, Preach put people in certain places. All right. To make sure you have a schedule that gives you adequate coverage. And that should be happening the prior week. If you're waiting, waiting to the week of, then that manager is not managing their time effectively. Can I just go. say something? Yes, you now, can. I never was <laughs> look, I never was a manager or anything of that sort, but I've worked jobs where the manager was told to make the schedule a month out in pencil subject to change that's good come on you have to do it they prefer a month but they say minimum two weeks good that's professionalism and to lhc's point to lhc's point that's good because it's it has to be a point where you say okay how would i know how much coverage i need if i don't give my people if i don't like Yes. Now? Yes. They should have some kind of system. Here's that word again. Here's that word. You're going to hear this word a lot on this show. System. Okay. Yeah. 
Yes, Rachel, a month out is beautiful, isn't it? I got I got chills because what you should have is you have someone who may be scheduled off for vacation. Yeah. You have someone that may be moving right. on to another job and has a last day coming up. When you have that month at a glance in front of you on a board, I had a board in my in my office right. that told me everybody's okay, this person's off, this person's off, this person's off. So as a leader, you should have a leadership calendar that yeah. has all your people days off, vacations, doctor's appointments, whatever. In pencil, it's great because if it changes, you can erase it, replace it. But you should always know at all times that you have enough coverage for your team on that week, in that month. Mm-hmm. And then if it if then if you get Simone asking for a day off, you may have to say, Simone, I'm sorry, I got two people already off on that day i may not be able to do monday but how about tuesday and that's fine look at your calendar to see i can't meet that request but if you can let me give you tuesday y'all to do your little running around i can work with that and to that that's where that's where a lot of confusion comes from you don't have that type of system Mm -hmm. you have too many people calling out and you oh well we can't do nothing today because we ain't nobody Mm -hmm. here and you can't avoid call outs. Right. As long as there is human beings that work for you, they're going to call off. Right. But then it also helps you to have a calendar because guess what? If you get too many call outs and it's Simone's off day, you can call Simone and say, hey, Simone, I would love to know if you can come in and work extra because I need you. But then to that point again, to that point again, it's about not overworking yourself, like she said. It you is. have to be able to, like, I'm learning. I am still learning daily to say no, like, no. <laughs> it's not a bad word. Let me get to this comment. Rachelle says, this is project management, effective resource management. Yep. Yes, it is. And it says, sounds like Simone is going to be managing up, coaching her boss and all. <laughs> Speak it. Yes, ma'am, Miss Rochelle. Speak it, Rochelle. Rochelle. She has those qualities. She does. She does. And a leader recognizes star quality in people. Because if you, if you, <laughs> one thing I've learned, and, and let me say this, managers and leaders have a lot of pressure. They need prayer. They need training. But they also need an attitude of where they're willing to learn how to be better leaders. Come on. Don't, don't think that you've already arrived at your pinnacle. Come on. You can't learn. We all have, you know, room to improve. Come if on. you want your right. staff to be a well-oiled machine, you want your operation to function. Come on, operations managers. A part of that is scheduling. A part yeah. of that is human resources being put in their place so you can be on those phones. Rachelle and I worked for call centers for years. That means you're going to have phone calls coming in. Monday is our busiest day in any call center, by the way. If you're calling a company, Monday is going to be their busiest day, most likely. Coming off the weekend. FYI. Mm-hmm. And you know what? So, so <laughs> when, you have, when you have those call centers that have these calls coming in in, in in droves, and you've got people signed up to work certain shifts, those people can call off. They get too cold, they're going to call off. Too hot, they're going to call off. So that means 
you plan on having 10 people in this spot to handle 200 calls. Now you're down to five. You may have to make some adjustments, call some people in, pull in other resources, go to another department and say, hey, we need help. You as a leader may have to pitch in and get in the trenches and do some of the work to help the team. Okay. A lot of leaders don't want to do that. They be like, I'm a leader. That's not my job anymore. And I've I've met people like that. And I say to them, to me, the most effective leader, in my opinion, is one that can do what I do and can show me how to do it better can show me how to, how to, and even if you don't know how to do it all, at least have a good working knowledge and the gist of my job, because we have too many people getting these titles that don't know how to do the job. How can you coach me? How can yeah. you mentor me when you have no idea what I do? How do you, how do you do a review and give me constructive criticism when you have no idea what I do? Yeah. And remember how I told you before? Uh-huh. But Texas, I think I told you guys this before that where I worked at a big box store, they're 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 online now, let's say that, but they're a well-known store from east, west, north, and south. Nice store, good benefits, whatever have you. I was a cashier. I also learned customer service, their bottom, so on and so forth. So they would get new managers in. They go, Sinead, you know everything. You know how to do the bottom register, you know, little shit. Because I knew when I took, because they have like the in-store demo classes. And I would sign up, get my free merchandise on those demos. They wanted me to teach them how to boss me around. They wanted me to teach them. I can teach you how to run the cash register. But then they want me Mm -hmm. to teach them how to use their codes to put the codes in the machine to do a return. Mm -hmm. I said, as a store manager, you should be doing that because these new managers will put the keys in and tell me their code and say, type my code and do the return. Mm -hmm. I'll be back Mm -hmm. trying to put paper. I was just standing there looking at them like they boob with a damn fool. And the the customer's like, Sonette, why aren't you doing that? I said, I can go to jail for doing that. What do you mean? I said, if any money comes up missing out my register, they're right. going to look at the tape and say, Sinet was putting in codes, but the manager wasn't there. Yeah. What's going on? And we when the manager came back. Yes. Yeah, I said, you shouldn't do that. Not only did they say it to me, but they said it in front of a customer. That customer could remember the code, come and hijack up the store. But wow. they used to be mad that I didn't want to train the managers. I said, as a store manager, that should be your job because mm-hmm. that code also lets them into the safe room and all that other stuff into the safe. Okay. Why would you want me to have access to all these codes? Mm. Make it make sense. I'm not a manager. But you did the right thing, though, because, and that's why just because a person is your manager, doesn't mean they always operate ethically. I am not convinced. It was just lazy. That person's ethical, yes, but they're lazy. They didn't want to take the time to come out the office. And, okay, maybe it's not so ethical, but it's a lazy ethical issue. They're just Mm -hmm. lazy. 
They wanted someone else to if train you got caught up in something, if you had been using those codes and somebody right. said, if you said money's missing or something happened and it was you that put it in or the camera sees you doing something, then that's not fair to you because you can lose your job and have, you know, a penalty against you. That's not right. fair. Not fair. I want to also uh, go over to this discussion that Simone and I had about, I asked her this question. I said, Simone, do you all have team meetings, team huddles? And she says, no, not since I've been here. And I said, one thing about the environment that I came from, 20 plus years in the same company, we had, we weren't the best communicators, but we had team huddles. So at certain points throughout the day, we would gather around our manager's cubicle and just quickly say, hey, guys, this is what's going on today. We are super busy. Um, you know, we just had a snowstorm. So we, we have to work through our break today. But we're going to bring in some snacks for you guys. Also, we changed this process. So instead of doing this, you're going to start doing this. If you have any questions, here's your job material to read over it. You know, just just that moment of, Okay, thanks for being here. We can do this today. Yes, it's going to be a little hectic. Things have changed. Here's a document to help you flow through it. You know, if you have any questions, you have to call this number or you call right. your manager. It's just kind of a, a checking just to see, because you could have a question, like the whole schedule thing. It could come up in a team meeting. Kind of question. Is there any way that we can get our schedule the end of the previous week so we can be prepared for the following week. You know what, Simone? Let us look into that. Um, and yeah, you need to have a team huddle, team meeting. You may not have be able to have everybody in it at the same time, but even if you have to have little ones throughout the day where you can get staff together, just it, it can be impromptu. Just come on. You, you, you free, you free. Okay, come on over for a second. And let me go over a couple of things with you. We're talking about good, solid leadership. If you are in an environment where you're not having any team meetings, any huddles, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. You, you, you're confused. Talk to someone in leadership because they're paid to be able to communicate with you effectively. Changes to mentor you, coach you, make sure you are equipped to be the best that you can be. It should be a partnership. You and your boss should be partners to make sure that you are doing good at your job and you feel good about your job. So if you guys aren't right. having that, I, I'm going to challenge you to ask your leader, why don't we have meetings? Why don't we have huddles? I mean, a team email, if you're in an office environment, something that says, Hi, everybody. Just making sure you're good. Here's what's going on this week. We have a, a training tomorrow at noon. Be sure you're there. And we also have so-and-so coming in on this day. Here's the morning report or the week report. Go ahead, Simone. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Okay. I, To me, personally, I feel like my job just comes up with rules about the year. Like they find. They wing it. Yeah. They literally rules. Huh? They're pulling it out the sky. Literally, like, yeah. like one time, one one day they'll tell us this, and then the next day you tell them, "Oh, we're not allowed to do this anymore. You got to do this. You got to do it this way." But like, you're just pulling rules out of the air. And first of all, I'm gonna just be straight up. I've never seen a handbook since I, since I got hired. 
I was gonna ask you. There's no handbook. There's no handbook or. That one time I came in, apparently, apparently I was dressed inappropriately because like I guess this like this. Been, All yes. right, and that got her in handbook. That. So one day I came in and I was dressed inappropriately, and this is after I've been there for a while. And so I think I was, I was, I was wearing dress pants, but apparently to them it looked like sweatpants. So. I was like, okay, what's wrong with this? She was like, you're just not supposed to wear it. Have you seen the handbook? I said, no. And I still have yet to see it. See? And they did nothing about it. That's a problem. And let me say this to all entrepreneurs. One thing you can gain from this power hour, as we discuss some of the ups and downs of business, is how to be a leader and how to run your company. You want to always have an orientation when you're when you're getting new people and you're onboarding people into your company, whatever kind of company is, whatever kind of industry doesn't matter. There should be some onboarding process, some orientation, some handbook, and don't just hand it to them and walk away. Uh, what I used to do with with my new people, I had a PowerPoint that I would go over with them to discuss um, the company itself and then our department and how we fit into the overall grand scheme of things for the company. What does our department right. do that helps the company's bottom line? I did that because I wanted my new staff to have a sense of pride. You're coming into a viable corporation that does community outreach. I want them to be excited about working for us. Not just sit in that chair and, and I'll be with you in a minute. Or I, I really, we really have to get back to structure. Yeah. Bring them in. Here's your I-9 and whatever y'all have to do to, to fill out paperwork, W-2, whatever it is. Get paperwork done. Get your ID in. Some training, some scheduled structured training, shadowing, uh, information about the company. So I, I, I really hope, uh, again, okay. Thank you, Simone. That you're that you're gonna eventually get a handbook, Simone. I don't know. What what, what we may have to do it seems is like a mic coming up on the ear. Simone, can I say something to you real quick? Go ahead. I don't know if that job you're at is your career choice forever, but while you're there, even if it's not your department, try your best to learn learn as much as you can about every department. I call it the covering your church learning experience because you don't never want to be asked to do something you're not supposed to do. So if you know about the job and you know it's not your position or you're not supposed to do it for whatever reason, learn a little something about every position in the job, even if it's not your job. If you got to go read online the company website and read about it, because that's what I did. I didn't ever work shipping and receiving, but I learned how to do it mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. because, you know, I know what to do. So you have to learn how to do things, even if it's not your job. So that way, if you want to help them, you know the right way to do it. Say, hey, this is not, I didn't read this. And always keep notes. Like, if they don't give you a handbook, create your own handbook. Go learn the stuff, write it down in your notebook and say, I went on the website, this is what it says. You know, mm -hmm. create your own folder. This is what I got. Do you have an official one? If you want me to do it your way, give me. And don't say it the way I say it because I say it a little aggressively. You have to be kind of nice and respectful. Say, so can you please give me an official company handbook? 
I've been doing my research and don't got it. So you just gotta. If it's if it's like your appearance, we had appearance guidelines that we went over with our staff. So if you're telling me what I'm wearing isn't appropriate, then what is appropriate? Show me. Do you have like a list of do not wear leggings? Your dress has to be this length. Your clothes can't be form fitted. The onus also falls upon this corporation. If you're saying what I did wrong, show me what right looks like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So some jobs don't even like velour. Like you can't, because velour looks a little like sweat. So it could be a cute velour suit. Right. Or nice. Or even corduroy. Corduroy is quite quite Mm -hmm. an sweatsuit. So it depends on how it's made, what you wear with. So don't be scared to ask questions. You gotta ask questions because they're not not gonna tell you. I mean, I'm gonna say something that might seem a little harsh, but in most major companies, they Mm -hmm. look at people and just pray you don't ask questions because they that's why they hire a certain we had a whole discussion about that. Simone, what time Simone. Why are you confirming everything we talked about, Sinead? What time do you have to go, Simone, for work? I don't want you to late. I'm okay. going to get off a little bit. Um, Sinead, why are you confirming what we talked about? We like, talked about that. Me and Ellie, she and talked about that. Yeah. And that wasn't even there. Yeah. Like, we had the whole conversation, like, because I was telling her because I don't like to ask questions. And one of the particular reasons I don't like to ask questions because... The way I ask questions, I try to relay, I try not to be, I try to ask it in a way that will get me the answer that I need. So therefore, and when I do that, especially I feel like it's just with especially our culture, we feel like we should already know certain things. So there's no need to ask questions. You've been here this this long and whatever, you should already know this. But when I ask, when I tend to ask questions, I'll get like, for example, my school teacher, I was telling her this, my school teacher will go, like, if I ask her a certain question about, you know, a certain hairstyle that we're practicing on or something, she'll go, is that a trick question? Wow. And I'm looking at her like, um. I'll go, yeah, it's a trick question. I'm wasting my time asking you a trick question. Hey, <laughs> right. Emma, I feel the same way. Right. <laughs> she will literally, she'll look at me dead in my face with a straight face and be like, is that a um? Is that a trick question? And so, you see why I got kicked out of class a lot because I had a smart mouth. Uh-huh. I got kicked out. And I'm telling you, I got like a smart mouth. I try every day, especially with this teacher. I try every day to just hold it together because Lord knows the kind of mouth that I have, and mm-hmm. I try not to be disrespectful. So right. I be like, you know what? I just refrain from asking questions. I just because it's like it's but ridiculous. You know what? Not asking questions hurts you. I know. So uh, I know. So sometimes does. you gotta find. There's always somebody in the company that will share with you. It's not easy finding them. I'm not gonna tell you it's easy. But and it's not only her. It's not only her that does it. I was telling Ellie, she is my boss that does the same way. Like, because we had a situation, I was telling her this too, we had a situation where a customer asked me, did we sell certain a certain type of fish? And I turned to her and asked, and she was like, I'm not going to answer that question. And that's, that's that's, are you serious? In front of a customer. Right. Poor, that's why I say you stuff. have to make it your business to learn the company. Because you have to go into a company that 
the majority of people there don't want to teach you because they're lazy or they don't want to teach you because they don't know themselves. She she looked me dead in my face and said, after I turned to her, I turned to her and asked politely, um, this customer wants to know if we serve this. She looked me dead in my face and goes, I'm not going to answer that question. And, and let me address that really quickly. I want to address that. Learning a company is nice, but we also have to hold people accountable. That was an unacceptable right. response. Who is your manager, right. ma'am? The customer was present when she said, I ain't answering that. That is foul. Unacceptable and behavior. And you were and a leader? I pulled her to the side. And she was reluctant to go to the office, so I was like, you know what, forget it. So no. I pulled her to the side. No. To the fire. no. And I said, I said, I don't like your condescending attitude. And she was Thank like, you. <laughs> and she was like, oh, what's not to better nicer than me? I've had a couple cuss words in my my response for that. <laughs> I because like, she was the, like, and her response to me, her response to me was, her response to me was, it's not to be condescending. It's you got it's the fact that you got to know these people will manipulate, will try to manipulate you into saying we have something when you know we don't have it, and you told them already that we don't have it, so they're trying to just manipulate you. And I'm looking at her like it's not about what they, no, no. it's not no. about that. It's the fact that it I asked you, asked you. But yes or no, a question, and all you could have said was, No, no, we don't sell that. Period. Let me go a little bit further. If if the manager felt you should have known that, okay, later on, pull you to the side and say, Simone, our menu is set. What we have is what we have. What's on the board is what's on the board. I don't want anyone to try to make you feel as though we can recreate something. If you want to coach and mentor them, do it away from the customer. But you never publicly humiliate a person that is foul and should meet to me lost their job. No, hold these people accountable for how they said we were kind of busy. I said when it I said when it slows down, I'm gonna talk to you. And she's like, okay. And I was like, I straight up said, I said, I do not take kindly to your condescending attitude. Good. And oh, it's I not condescending. I'm sorry if it sounds condescending. Good job. She was like, I'm sorry if it sounds condescending, but that's not how it's supposed to be. Um, I'm just letting you know that you should already know, and you've already told them what we sell and what we don't have, and they're trying to manipulate you. And yeah, and I'm like, no, that's not what it is. Well, it's about your attitude. Talk to the customer. Yeah, yeah. But I, also, as a customer, let's look at from, from this standpoint. So say you say it, they don't have it. Mm-hmm. But as a customer, I'm not convinced. That's I have it. a right. To and that customer it. wasn't convinced. The customer wasn't convinced. The customer was not convinced. He was like, so y'all don't sell. For, I've, I've been here multiple times, blah, blah, blah. I know they See? So to me, to me, when you said no and they went on to say, but... That's an escalation. Let me go check with my manager to confirm. And that's exactly what I did. It was confirmation you wanted. And as your manager. But you know what happens to her? Come on. They failed you. They failed you. And I thank you for standing up for yourself. But as the one that came from. I'm sorry. Go ahead. As the one that came from fast food. As the major food chain. 
with that special toss left of cheese in retail, <laughs> I'm the one that's like, I always tell the customer, look, this is how I was trained. The answer is no. I said, if you want, you can ask my boss. If my boss says yes, then that's a different story. I can't do it because that's not how I was trained. So, And sometimes the boss don't want to come out there. I said, look. And that's a problem right there. there." That's the whole problem. But I tell them, you come out there and talk to the customer. Yes. If I talk to you, you don't want to come out there. Come do your job. And boss. the boy, I said, I went up there to a customer that the boss said to tell you he busy. And the customer Whoa. said, he busy? I said, no. I t- I, and, and she said, what's the boss name? And then what she did was she went and she called corporate and the boss got in trouble. Oh. My boss was like, why are you yeah. telling my name? I said, you think I didn't? I'm, I, I told her, I said, look, I don't get paid Good. for that mess. I said, exactly. if it's something, something simple like the burger come with one type of onion, but they want the other. In my mind, it's no big deal. Give them the raw onion. They don't want to reconstitute the onion. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Some people want mac sauce on their burger. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? Harden for extra sauce. But some bosses used to get mad. I said, look. So I went back there. I washed my hands and I would go back in the grill. If it was slow, if it was busy, I couldn't do it. And I okay. told the customer, when you come in here, two things. If it's busy, I can't do it for you. And I said, if I'm not here, you ask another cashier to do it, they're going to tell you no. So you can only get it when I'm okay. here and when the store's slow. So I, I gave good, you okay. know, I was the rules, I gave good customer service. Mm-hmm. It wasn't illegal. Right. And I said, you got to pay for the, like, the cost of a slice of cheese or whatever, extra 30 cents or whatever it was. But some mm-hmm. of these bosses, I used to look at them and be like, I can stand back here, me and you can be busy together. What you going to do? You going to come across <laughs> them or what? But here's here's my, my concern. My concern is when it comes to leadership, and not all leaders are the same, but there's a certain level of responsibility for a supervisor or manager. And if that's not what you want to do, don't accept that role. And that's the right. thing. We got a comment here. Auntie says, I want what I want. If they can do it, say it in a way of respecting. I agree with that. And to, to Simone's right. point, when Simone told the customer we don't have it, and they kept, okay, have a good date, Simone. We enjoyed you. Thank you. When when Simone told the customer we don't carry that, and the customer insisted, well, what you mean? Because last time, then that's when she went to go confirm with her manager. That was the right thing to do. A, a leader, a good right. will say, okay, Simone, you got a question? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry, sir. I know that we had it last week, but we've discontinued the tilapia dish uh, right. and we don't have it anymore. So I am so sorry, sir. What we do have is flounder. Uh, we have orange rusty right. and perish. I hope one of those would be suitable for you. That's a leader. So once the customer heard the leader say it, they're convinced now because someone of authority said it. So I'm tired right. of these leaders hiding. 
you get paid a little bit more or a lot more to do different work and and do the troubleshooting that the employee they have the authority have. to make things happen. You get have paid the authority to make that, exactly. You got the authority. And you get paid to make things happen. Now, if you cannot appease the customer, then you, Madam Boss, uh, Sir Boss, could tell the customer, again, we don't have that today. Uh, we, we may get it next week, but right now we don't. So I'm so sorry, but I can offer you blank. She did the right you know. thing by confirming. Because guess what? If she did not confirm Sinet and told them no, did not confirm, and the customer found a manager and said, I asked this lady if they had so-and-so, and she told me no, and they did have it, guess who's going to get in trouble? Simone, why didn't you ask? Right. See? See? And Auntie Emma, you I'm are- I'm telling you, I would do some, let me, let me tell you with another funny story, and this okay. one I'm out of touch right, with. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay? I was working at the same big box store that wanted me to be the manager. And they would let cars. I had two different scenarios. Every term of the college term, just one particular parent. And let's just say it wasn't our dark chocolate parents. It was our other chocolate parents. <laughs> and every start, so every August, they would come to buy for the fall semester. Every December would come and buy for the January semester. But guess what they was doing? They was bringing in the previous stuff they used and Whoa. just returned them and bought new ones and either paid a $10 difference or $10 credit every semester wow. while that child was in college. Wow. Issue number one that the problem the manager didn't fix. He just signed off and let it go. Uh, and she had a stack of receipts almost bigger than mine. Wow. The second wow. one is the lady brought in, and it was one of the high-end Egyptian kind custom comforters. Uh, she said, I want to exchange it. And I said, what happened? What's wrong with it? Is it damaged? She said, yeah. So I didn't go into detail what damage it. Mm -hmm. She said, my dog had an accident on it. I'm like, your dog had an accident on it, so you want a new one? It's not really? like it was manufacturedly damaged. And wow. I asked the boss, you say, you know how long as she got a receipt? I'm like, ain't this some bunch of boo boo? But let some the dog had an and dog on it, and she gets to return it. Yeah, I had to. I had to Ooh. put bags all the way up to here. I had bags and everything, and I rolled it up, and I had to print out. Now, I mean, let's just say I have some colorful words when I describe what was on. I said, don't open. I'm do sure the you did have some colorful words. And the, yeah. the people who sent it back to the manufacturer was like, what? Because some damaged stuff we can resell, like if it's missing a candle or one of the cups broke. Mm -hmm. Instead of okay. a tilt, they can send it at 11 piece at the discount. But mm -hmm. he, and I said, and you're and um, it was what it was. Oh, here's another one that's really good. The lady we got brought one in a, got it was a crop. Wrap up soon. All right, a crop for a prison art coffee machine. She brought it in, and I I knew we sold it, and I was scanning it, but it wasn't scanned. I looked at the tag on it. It was from the competitor store. I said, "Oh, it's from your wrong store." I said, "I showed her." 
the boss said, okay, just return it for whatever you said. So it was, the ticket said $100, but our computer said 80 I said, because you don't have a receipt, I have to give you the $80. Mm-hmm. And I said, if it broke, it was not. So we took it back and we just retake it and we sold it for what we gave her. I mean, right. these are the things we tell giants do to wow. our, our other chocolate sisters. Wow. We're going to wrap up and I'm going to end with answering Auntie Emma's question. She's asking, can you please explain the definition of a leader? Well, let me kind of break it down to what I believe a leader is because a leader and a manager are not the same. Um, Leadership is a person uh, that I think demonstrates kindness, compassion, uh, that is accessible that um, leads by example, that works and operates in integrity, that does the right things for the right reasons, that is caring, um, that is, um, I would say, an expert in their field, that is patient, that has the capability of being a mentor and a coach, that has a desire to see their team succeed um that is um i would say what else would i say about a leader that is not arrogant right willing to get into the trenches uh with their staff um someone that is flexible that is understanding i think those are the attributes I can think of um, because a leader has to be out front. So in order to do that, I think you have to have a level of knowledge uh, to be able to teach and to be able to train. You don't know it all. A leader, a good leader knows they don't know everything, but they can identify the people who do know it. They can delegate when necessary but they're also willing to get the answer along with you right. and along with you. Find I'm perfect. I don't know. I, I'm a leader in the, in the area of paparazzi. I have two team members. I let them know when they sign on the dotted line virtually that I don't know everything, but what I will do is I'll find us the answer and make sure we are equipped to be able to do what we need to do in this company and be successful. Um, so those, that's my take on it. I'm going to let Sinet give uh, what she feels a leader is, and then we're going to wrap up. Thank y'all for being here today. Um, a leader is like a quote unquote immediate to me, immediate supervisor slash manager. You might not have all the, grandeur of a manager including salary and benefits but mm-hmm. you to me a leader sets the pace on how a company should run how mm-hmm. it how things should go everything should be done effectively but with respect and honor you should never be rude disrespectful condescending you never should let people walk around looking stupid you should always right. even if you even if your manager doesn't tell you to train the staff as a leader, even if it's not your responsibility, you should always make sure your staff is learning. Even if they're learning something once a month or once yeah. every two months, 
every time a new because yeah. I come from retail, a new product come in, make sure that that person knows about that product. So I don't like up, you know, I'm a bad upseller, but you know, certain things are easy, you know, like you can do you just have to make sure, like I said, I signed up for those training classes. They had nothing to do with me because I never worked before. So leader sets the example, goes out and learns stuff, even though it has nothing to do with them. Mm -hmm. Learning, cleaning, receiving, shipping, selling, buying, computer, office, learn everything you possibly can. Study everything. Show them on the website where to find it. LSG, you know I keep talking, so let me know when my time limit is up. Let me just say this, because I want to make sure that we quantify the fact that you can be a leader, but not be the manager. Right. There are people who operate with leadership skills and abilities, even though you don't have the title, but you exude leadership skills and abilities because right. you're coming early. You're always, you're the one that people go to to answer questions. They trust right. you. You got to be trustworthy to be a leader, reliable and dependable. So some people may not be a leader in title or, or compensation, but as the right. actual manager, I know on my team who has leadership quality. Yes, auntie, effective communication and understanding now and yes a manager is different from a leader you should be a good leader if you're in management but not every manager is an effective leader the managing of something to me involves paperwork schedules payroll the the logistics right. of things the things that you have to do to make sure things are moving and you're working running. leadership to me is behavioral it's how you support it's how you it's communicate. A leader is more like to me also a direct it's mm -hmm. a it's a the arm of the manager like the manager like you said is more paperwork the leader to me also is like an extension of the manager and mm -hmm. making sure everything like the one that says well so-and-so said this so it's like it's all like a jigsaw puzzle more mm -hmm. or less Everything has to work and fit together. You I agree to with that. I agree. And as a manager, you have different parts of your job. You have the paperwork part. You have the, the payroll part. You have the writing out performance review part. The leadership part can come in and say, you know, I recognize last month you did a lot better than this month. What's happening? What can I do? Did something happen? Do you need additional training? Do you, I mean, the leadership part is the part that says I, I'm seeing some changes um, in how you approach right. your job. And I want to make sure that I'm not missing an opportunity to, to give you refresher training. I'm noticing as a leader that, you know, when you came in this morning, you look really sad. Do you are you feeling OK? You're not OK. Who can I call? Where's your phone? You know, you, you yeah, have, right. gotta have your passion, too. Right. The leadership to me is a little bit more personal than just a man. A manager goes by the book, the handbook, page one, chapter two says. But the leader may say, well, right. I know what the handbook says, but.
for coming to me talk to you. I need to understand what's going on. One on one, me and you. Right. Yes, we're gonna do a part two, Auntie. I'm gonna get out of here so I can go get my baby. And just so that I let you know, um, continue to congratulate Gabby. She is going back to Mackinac Island. Mackinac Island is one of our state's main attractions, and she went there last year and um got a great job doing something that she loves, and she came back and now she's going back again. Uh, this is a, a seasonal type of a thing. Congratulate her in the comments uh, because she'll be going back again this year for probably a longer period of time. So pay, pray for me because Mama Bear uh, gets a little lonely for Baby Bear, but I'm so proud. And she drove today too. So please um, keep it. Let's encourage our young people. If you have Tell daughters, her new nieces, grandchildren, grandsons, she got to come meet her. I new sure will, Sinead. <laughs> That's Madam Producer. Gabby used to produce my live, my live jury videos. She would have everything set up for me, write out who was buying what. And then when she went away to, to her job, you know, I had to get a, a different producer. But um, yes, and she reminds me when I'm going too long on a live show. Mama, you said one hour, you've been on here two hours. Shut it down, shut it down. <laughs> We have to encourage our young people. And the other reason why I do Power Hour, if you know young people who are just getting into the workforce, share this with them. These are principles that are going to help them be successful in their careers, in their jobs. I don't care whether you flip burgers or sell real estate. There are certain business principles that are universally set up for success for you to be able to be a successful right. employee or entrepreneur. There's some universally profound business principles that we're going to be talking about here. Don't matter what you sell. Show up. Correct. Stand up. Meet the expectations, you know, if not exceed them, do what you say you're going to do, follow up. It's certain things you're going to be talking about that no matter what you do, this this can help you. Auntie Emma says, I need Gabby to help me with the IT shenanigans. She is good with that. I will drop I will drop a line with the IT. I will, Auntie. I love y'all. Sonette, thank you. I thank always you, appreciate spending time with you. We're going to get this coupon and show going. We're going to be saving more money this year and being better stewards. Uh -huh. I know you're out there. Thank you. Have a great day at work. Hello. And stand up for yourself, Simone. You are very professional. Continue to professionally stand up for yourself. And if you have to say no to something, uh -huh. do so with professionalism. We're not trying to be angry black women. Right. No, we need our jobs, but we're not going to be doormats either. We're not going to uh -huh. do it. We are valuable. Our skill set can transfer from one job to another, baby. Marketable, okay. transferable yeah. skill. We ain't stuck yeah. nowhere. We ain't stuck. No, let me be very clear. We ain't stuck nowhere. All right. I love you all. I'll be back tomorrow night. Girl chat is gonna be a little later than normal because I'm going to a seminar. So I'm thinking girl chat will probably be, be around 9, 9 30, but I will post it. Part two on mothers and daughters. That was a hot show last week. So we're doing a part two on that tomorrow night. I gotta go. Love you all. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.